Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. Back to Projectile Lunchcast, episode 44. My name is Marcel. I'm here with my main man, uh, my rock, my the arbiter to my master chief, Richard. I have way more than three fingers. But do you have like an energy sword? Like I mean, a plasma sword. Like, what's the deal with that plasma sword, man? Like, how many lightsaber-like things can we do? Do we um, have to keep doing lightsaber things? I I have done a lot of like really really bad things to a lot of really pe- bad people using that sword. You know, like that was my uh, one of my fondest memories of playing Halo 2 on Xbox Live was it was on the Ivory Tower map, which you know kind of fits, I guess. And mm-hmm. I was going hawk wild with that plasma sword because back then, like, there was no ammunition to it in Halo 2. You just had it and you just kept killing people from forever and, away. And no, not from forever away, but you know, you had to play smart. Wasn't there had, a mode you had, you that, had that to did think that? Like an apex predator. That's what I did. Wasn't there a but mode? Anyways, are you gonna let me finish or what? I'm, yes, but you have to answer my question after that. Come. And I remember fondly at one time, like I heard somebody shouting over the voice chat, uh, "Don't go up that crazy German with the swords up there." <laughs> and I thought to myself, to this day, I, I like to think, you know, that really sums up the entirety of my personality. I mean, I learned like, that up you're there in the ivory tower with a going going hawk wild with a sword. That's me. And evidently, screaming at strangers enough for them to know you're German. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that happened because obviously, I I don't have any German accent at all. I don't of speak German not. ever online. No, never. So, um, I don't. I, I really think. Don't. I think that's uh, that's a little bit of foreshadowing. Was there a mode or not in Halo where you could like turn on that the uh, the damn energy sword activates from like. Like, like it had like a distance activation. You just fly over and murder somebody. I could I mean, have... you always had the lock on. Like you could, you could like you, you could jump yeah. to people. But I think it was maybe like an exploit or something where you could do it like a little bit. Uh, just do it further from, away. Yeah, do it way out. I remember, but, you know, I remember uh, playing Halo with my with my dad, and he would just like he he uh, he'd always play FPS with us, but you know he wasn't that great. And uh, he would just whittle down all the weapons that he thought were bullshit until we would just be playing with rocket launchers only. I mean, you know, but rocket launchers can be a lot of fun. Like, to, uh, still, my my go-to damage character in, in Overwatch is Farah, just because, you know, like, fr- from the old, like, you know, Halo or, like, especially Quake 3 days, just, like, jumping around like crazy trying to kill people with a splash from a rocket. That's a lot of fun to me. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, we had the kid. So once he who was went, better? Was 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 your dad better or you at Halo? Oh, I'm way better. But like, I I think I think the last game he kicked the shit out of me, and he used to he used to fuck me up in Goldeneye, because like he'd want to play with proximity mines, which were inherently bullshit, and uh, he would just find the weirdest ways to like kill people with that. Like his thing, like sometime sometime he find he found out the trick that like you can put a proximity mine on a box in a hallway, right? And then you shoot the box, and the box fucking 
you know, disintegrates, but the proximity mine is floating in the air. And if you threw it on there from like the side of the box, it would be very thin and nobody would see it. So you'd just be walking down any hallway, checking the walls and shit for proximity mines, but you'd just get blown up by the one by your face because it's like very thin. So that so was between you, between you and your dad, who was more likely to pick odd job? Uh, he picked odd job. Um, but he, uh, and you, and you played, what was the name? Xenia on a top. I mean, I mean, yeah, but I mean, yeah, but, uh, no, he didn't realize that odd job would just get like shot in the fucking head a lot easier. So that wasn't very smart. He should have been jaws. Um, I don't remember. Like there was, a, I think like odd job was the only really weird one, right? Like that, that stood out, but with the hitbox, every, everybody else was just like a normal sized normal character right no jaws is really big really was he bigger yeah yeah he's he's a huge dude well keep it in your pants for now okay we'll, big we'll guy. get to that big we'll metal get teeth. to like we'll get to you and like the, the after hours podcast is a separate thing we'll record later lunch lunch after cast dark. after dark this one's the 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 lunch cast yes yeah um before we I mean, before we continue this conversation, you know, because essentially we're already like, there's a f sense of foreshadowing mm -hmm. to what we actually want to talk about today. Yeah. And it, ex it happened by accident, didn't it? At least from my side, I didn't <laughs> plan. I didn't plan to foreshadow anything. It just naturally came came to me that like maybe I should talk about how great I used to be at Halo 2. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, before we get to that, you know, before we uh, keep shadowing the foreshadow. Right. Uh, it's time to, as always, as we must do, and uh, let's get out of the way quickly this time. Okay. We must honor the games that came out on this day in history. And today is May 21st, uh, not April 20th or something, as Richard thought for a second before we recorded this, because time is... What is time even these days? I don't know where I am. Um. Well, luckily for you, you're far away from me and my plasma. So I don't know when I am. But yeah, like there is there is one game that came out on this day in history that I have fond memories of, playing it multiplayer with a crazy German dude, aka my brother. Oh no! And that was uh, Hunter: The Reckoning. The Reckoning. For the original OG Xbox. I think it was also on PS2 and GameCube, if I believe. Oh, it was on GameCube only, GameCube and Xbox, because those had four players, and the PS2, of course, only had two players, unless you had the, what was it called, the adapter thing. The, I guess just like a controller adapter, whatever. Yeah, the 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 hub. Yeah, hub sounds good. Hub sounds good. So mm -hmm. yeah, um, a game that came out on this day from High Voltage Software. That's a great name, High Voltage. It's a pretty good name. Um, uh, it's pretty Hunter pretty good Electric Six song as well. I don't know who or what that is. Huh. Sorry, Electric Six. Um, yeah, it's it is a Diablo esque. Well, not really Diablo-esque. Like, gameplay-wise, it's Diablo-esque, as it's in top-down. You play a bunch of Hunters, because Hunter is one of the many, many sub-games that together constitute and form, uh, in a, you know, like, Voltron-like fashion, the World of Darkness, which is the same setting as Vampire Bloodlines 1 and 2, which we briefly talked about last time. So, again, yeah. everything neatly comes together. And, uh, yeah, you know, back then, essentially... Uh, it's the World of Darkness, right? It's the world of darkness. It's that was fairly vampire. early on. I Vamp feel like I just fucking Vampire just the fucking Masquerade, Werewolf the Apocalypse, Janitor the Cleaning. No, there's also there, yeah, there's Werewolf. 
There is Vampire. There is Hunter. There is Mage. The something I can't remember. There's Wraith, I believe. One of my favorite things about moving to Germany is listening to Germans say Vampire. I mean, how? What else would you say if not Vampire? They, yeah, but they say Vampire. Like Wham, like the band. You, they, yeah, the, you you said that. Me? No, I don't say that. I don't have an accent. How about you go fuck yourself? Makes sense. Makes sense. How Diablo was this thing? Were you getting like, were you getting gear? Oh, that was that was a differentiator. Like it was <laughs> gameplay wise, it was uh, you know isometric action RPG. You picked one of four different hunters. Like there was the the rocker dude with a with a sword and a crossbow. I believe that I usually played. There was like the the rave chick or something. Wow. Oh no, sorry. It was not a rocker. Like the rocker and the and the crossbow dude were two different ones. So the, the crossbow dude is a, I guess, a old and disillusioned preacher because you always have need to have one of those to kill monsters. Was it Esteban that's, that's the Judge? A, that's just the law. Is that his name? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just looking oh, at I, the, I, I the back you, of the box. I thought you just looked up. So yeah, you have. Yes, you're right. His name was Esteban. It was Esteban <laughs> the Judge. There was a uh, Cassandra, uh, Deuce. Deuce? Deuce is an adventure. Whoa, damn. Oh, no. And yeah, you know, uh, gameplay-wise, you just killed hordes and hordes of monsters. But as we discussed two weeks ago, I believe, um, it was co-op, and that made it great. And back then, um, anything you could play, you know, split screen, or in this case, you know, same screen, co-op, uh, that was kind of like in that vein, um, me and my brother absolutely loved, because, you know, the reason I got my first console was Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. So anything that came along in that vein, even though this one doesn't ha- didn't have the the gear or anything, was something that that we played a lot of and we had a great time. I wouldn't say it's a great video game, but we had a great time through the power of co-op and the power of two Hatam brothers coming together. How did you guys get in on this and not Jedi power battles? Because uh, that was not on a console I used to play on. Is uh, that possible? Could be. It, it was it was on a Dreamcast and like just a. a a, a PlayStation, wasn't it? Yeah. Jedi Power Battles. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was on PlayStation, PlayStation yeah. Dreamcast, Game Boy Advance. I didn't have any of that. Unbelievable. I didn't even know they made any games for the Dreamcast besides Shenmue. Uh, sorry, besides Soul Calibur. <laughs> did you did you play any of the sequels to Hunter the Reckoning? I think there was just one. There was Wayward and, and I, I Redeemer. Was it with three? Now, Redeemer is a fighting game, I think. Fucking. It should not be a what a fighting game. Wait, wait, no. let me. Let me where, 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 look where this, is my man? You look this up, because I'm looking at two distinct other games. There was Wayward and Redeemer. Oh no, I thought it was like it was more or less the same game, but for two different uh, platforms. So the PS2 version was Hunter the Reckoning, Reckoning Wayward, and then the one for the Xbox, the one I played with the with the prominently cleavaged. Uh, with a big ass sword, yeah. Rave girl on the cover was Hunt the Reckoning Redeemer. So that was the second one for the Xbox. Yeah, on the Motherfucker. Xbox there were two different ones, and I both played. I played both of them, but the first one was more fun. It was better. I felt like. You go on to go on to Wikipedia, and you open. You I open am on Wikipedia. Yes. Yeah, you open that. It says it's a sequel to two sequel two sequels, Wayward and Redeemer, followed in two thousand three. That's bullshit. It's not two sequels. No, it's it's bullshit. Yes, like definitely. Uh, Wayward was was I can't I don't know if it was the equivalent of the first or the second game, but that was the PS2 one, because yeah, PS2 had d- got a different version because you know you didn't have four players on there. 
But anyways, I mean, wait, no, this like... is this is totally okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Look, okay. I don't want to I don't want to tangent forever, but I'm saying that the plot of Hunter the Reckoning Redeemer begins five years after the events of Wayward, and Wayward says that it is a sequel after the Reckoning. I think you played like the third in a series, dude. Oh, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Look, unless one of us is wrong here, it's either you or the entire vast knowledge of Wikipedia, okay? Wayward takes place two years after the events of the first Hunter the Reckoning video game, and then on the Redeemer site it says Hunter the Reckoning begins five years after the events of Wayward. Look, all I'm saying is um, you are wrong. Wikipedia is wrong. It's being paid by Bill Gates or some shit. I don't know. Gee, Marcel, are you saying that by me pointing out the inconsistencies in your memory that I am griefing you? No, no, I'm just saying you're wrong. And but, I remember there was there was a PS2 game like like I don't know I don't know exactly what it was. I just remember it was a PS2 game. It was I think less well received than than the the, the Xbox one. And Which, then the second the second game was also less well received than the first one. So the first one was was the best one. But would I remember you say, I think the second one I played a lot a lot of in the army, I believe. Would you that say was the first one. that your your tacit uh, refusal to jump onto my segue would be you griefing me? Okay, this is terrible, Richard. Um, can can we just start over again? Can we just record the whole episode over up until this point, please? I feel like you you keep bullying me. And it's like some sort of briefing. Okay, Richard, please, 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 please just go ahead and introduce the, the audience to today's topic. All right, we're going to talk. <laughs> no, please go ahead. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Please, yes. please, also, please never talk to me again. Please just, from now on, please just address the audience. Do you want to do it like, like we're arguing and we're going to ask the audience to talk to us for each other? Like, audience, please tell Marcel to pass the salt. No, that would be childish. That would be childish. Griefing. Also, the audience loves me way more than you, anyways. But you, I, your sock puppet accounts do that you've populated most of our communications channels with. I get it. I'm on to you. Uh, griefing, Marcel, something near and dear to your heart, because you do it. No, why? I've, I've no. I'm I'm like a super, super constructive multiplayer player, which is evident, for example, from the fact that I almost always tend to play the healer. You do. You do tend to play the healer. Uh, would you? How many times, if you had to say, ballpark it, have you teabagged someone? Ooh, not in a very, very long time. But you, you, you did have a teabagging phase. Very, very sparingly, and usually just you know, to people I knew in real life. And ideally, when we're playing in the same room, like at a LAN or something. I don't think that counts. Not towards, not towards uh, you know, strangers or something. Never. That's, that's fucking weird. Never a stranger teabagger. Yeah, uh, we wanted to talk about griefing, because we've been playing some games that have griefing mechanics. Some of us have worked on some games that have some griefing mechanics. Um, and kind of find where the, where the line in that is. So we've been attempting to make any sort of, I guess you'd call it, progress in Sea of Thieves. I mean, that's just fashion, right? Fashion is the progress there. You... Yes, I mean, like, but that's like a whole different topic. Like, man, I, I, I could, I could, I could rant for a long time about about the progress or lack of progress in that game. But yes, let's well, yeah. not talk about that. Let's focus. But I, I think, like, in in, I can't remember when it was. I think it was in the in the co-op episode where yeah. you actually like already touched on the subject. Yeah. Of you know, like the, the grieving potential or like you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the question is also: Is it really griefing? Is right. It like, if the game design actively encourages you to be yeah. kind of like a dick towards other people, you know, maybe you should, you know, differentiate between. For example, griefing to me would be 
um, in League of Legends, you know, you constantly ex intentionally run into the enemy team to feed them. You know, like that—that that is griefing, right? Right. That's obviously you're trying to ruin the experience for other people. Whereas something like the thing you're talking about in in Sea of Thieves, you know, where you just as a pirate crew, you wait for a different pirate crew, you know, to to kill hundreds of skeletons and then you just quickly snipe them and grab their treasure or something. I guess some people would call it griefing, but actively, you know, like as we said, like the game design actively encourages that kind of gameplay. So that is really the question, you know, like, and, and that is the thing, like, is it griefing? Is it just, I guess you would call it like hardcore? Or like, you know, I think like a lot of people who are into these games consider themselves hardcore for being into these games. Exactly. Um, Exactly. I think I think um, I think uh, we're looking at we should look at this from like an evolutionary standpoint, right? Uh, so so you're because you, I, I I think you're also right. Like um like when it well, is obviously you, you no know, I mean this is audience a, please tell Richard I'm always right. This Thanks. is like a rare occasion that we should celebrate because you're actually fucking right about something. But um what I, what I'm saying is like gr griefing existed, you know. Uh, let there be light. Uh. uh Adam and or Eve, the fake gamer girl, ate from the fruit of the tree of griefing, and teabagged the first person, and then, uh, and then that was like, uh, like, like pretty much alongside multiplayer gaming came came that sort of stuff, but um, you know, shifty devs being as uh, as ingenious as they are, labored to make that a game mechanic, right? And I think that's where you're getting some of that, like, uh, like, like mixing in a way to, to kind of negatively impact someone else's game experience in a game that's not, uh, inherently, inherently, um, PVP, right? Inherently competitive. Cause I, I, I would, I would, I would have a hard time seeing what specific griefing, uh, mechanics would be in like a call of duty, you know? Cause like there, there's not a lot of that stuff that they're not trying to actively, um, actively design out right like like spawn killing no good we got to get rid of that you know that's something that, that that is that is deemed as a negative but in general like you see a lot more games nowadays with with uh, and hopefully uh, here's here's my goal for the word uh, for this episode find a better term than griefing for what we're talking about because it's not really that right so you, you see a lot more games nowadays that kind of that kind of uh, try to capitalize on this to create tension in a way that uh, that you can't get a lot of times with pvp so, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it yeah. is essentially, you know, it's, it's really that focus on left, that kind of risk versus reward that a lot of, um, more ma mainstream games, um, do not go for. I would also probably argue cannot really go for, you know, because if you're targeting a specific audience, um, you know, the kind of people that, um, that just want to jump in in the evening, you know, have some, some quick, uh, you know, fun have have a quick way to blow you know blow some steam get some get some you know relaxation from from gaming they're probably not the people who after like you know fighting fighting skeletons for 40 minutes then just want to get killed by a guy uh, who still has all his ammunition who has full health just quickly kills him and makes off with a treasure you know that is probably right. not something a mainstream or like a large audience would would appreciate and what you often see around these games you know they encourage like this more this more hardcore hardcore risk versus reward play style is that also communities tend to be um kind of insular you know like oh it's it's us you know, like the the real man whatever you want to go and instead of like you know the casual plebs out there yeah um personally i also have to say i often find that these games um have very toxic and unlikable communities when i see them online <laughs> I, online interactions but you know, maybe i'm just uh, i feel like they I'm almost get 
I, I feel like they almost get really defensive about it, but that's interesting because like, like I brought a couple of games that I was thinking of to the table, and you can tell me if the the communities seem toxic or not. But uh, but yeah, like like none of these games seem to exist without like a dozen posts on any internet forum being like, it's not griefing, it's game mechanic. Devs want you to do it. Is it's game mechanic, right? So I think um I think but 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 Sea of Thieves is a pretty good crystallized version of that. A uh, little game um. A little game called Hunt Showdown does kind of the same thing, where it's a, uh, where it's um, a kind of risk reward. That, that 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 is inherently a little more PvP though. Um, when it when it comes to dealing with other players, so, I mean, think about, uh, like like you said, there there are some games that that tend to have more insulated communities, but there are larger games that have the same kind of things going on, I would argue, right? So if you look at, um, let's say, another game we tried to play, uh, GTA Online. Or Red Dead Online. Shit, I had completely forgotten that we ever tried to play GTA we Online. We tried to play GTA Online, like, yeah. twice. I think we tried to play it, yeah, twice. Like, on the day it came out on PC, on the day after, and yeah. then, you know, typical launch was, it was completely fucking broken, and I haven't played GTA since. Maybe, you know, one of these days, I think I should play that game, because people keep assuring me that is great, and then those people keep buying the game for a fourth time, so probably it must be great. Uh, somebody should really give that game away for free. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I think Rockstar has kind of fucked up online since since they've started doing it. I don't think uh, I don't think any of their online offerings uh, in the in the Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead um, series are particularly good. Uh, and largely because of I I'm uh, griefing. You're on the clock still to think of another term for this. So um, so I do remember. I uh, remember not Marcel gameplay. Not Marcel game. Un un Marcel Smin like conduct. And oh, dude, that's that, that's a good one. I like it. That is that seems very spot on. Because <laughs> you know that is obviously that is, Marcel does not roll like this. Yes, he's the pinnacle sportsman. Do not do un Marcel Smin like contact. So so yeah so like I remember uh red like like newsline right Red Dead comes out you know I know I know uh, GTA 4 had some had some it had some online right GTA 4 yes GTA 4 uh, GTA 4 uh, actually played a little bit of the online um they had the the, the heists like co-op heists and I remember like one where we got together with a band of people you know flew in with a helicopter robbed that place or something that actually felt pretty cool you know that felt like heat esque yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know that that was, but that was, and you know, like that is just like the the kind of games. Like I find myself much more drawn to uh, games that are a little bit more, you know, like there there's a clear goal, there's a clear thing you want to do to make progress. So GTA 4, you had that, you know, like it was pretty straightforward. You're gonna ro- go rob that fucking place, and then we tried to go rob that fucking place. Uh, but it also seems that that and maybe Hunt is actually an exception because it feels like to me most of these games that you know encourage that more hardcore you know risk versus rewards, yeah. winner takes it all play style, leaving aside battle royale because and that is like a very weird special case because I would have always said battle royale is super hardcore, yeah, but it's also like the biggest genre in the world, you know, so you have yeah, tons of mainstream people playing it, so that's a very special case. I mean, battle royale has its own form of of, of griefing in in in, uh, in terms of teaming. I mean, there are, there are things you can do to really ruin that for somebody, but uh, but uh, I would argue that yeah, that, that's inherently like PvP. I mean, and and hunt as well. I mean, I haven't kept up with it, you know. Uh, but I see, like the thing that I think is a bit is is unique with hunt is that it it has a very clear goal, right? It's like you go in there, you try to kill the boss monster, you try to get out of there. 
right. which is it feels like a lot of these games are like a, a lot of these I mean what were the first games really to encourage this kind of stuff leaving aside MMOs I think the first time I really heard about these stories of their players doing terrible things to each other where it became prominent in media and stuff was DayZ maybe yeah yeah, they, well, yeah, Daisy. Jesus. No, like, no, it feels like a lot of those games are are you know, like less goal oriented versus whereas Hunt is is like at that at a weird intersection of like it has a very clear goal you have to achieve and you know it, under under specific circumstances it could be that you achieve your achieve your goal without ever interacting with other players, right? Absolutely. Like yeah. the other guys are too stupid or whatever. Uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that, I mean, that's kind of. I, I would say it's like, it's a it's even a little less muddy than uh than than Sea of Thieves with their with their alliance system. Like Sea of Thieves will will allow you to team up with multiple crews on multiple ships. Um. So you're not you're not even sure if you're going into a PvP fight with one ship or five. Like uh, you can't you can't be 100% sure who's on the same team. Like Hunt is Hunt is pretty. Again, I haven't kept up on it for a little while, but uh, it was like like if you see other people. You know, they're they're not there to help you, so so make them go away, uh, one way or another. I have to say though, actually, timely enough. Um, so wait, if this episode is is, is to, if today's Thursday allegedly, yes, and uh, then yes, no, two days ago. So actually, anyways, this week, a, a patch came out for or a update came out for Hunt yeah. that enabled crossplay versus uh, between uh, Xbox and PS4. So that's so, cool. The ultimate that is definitely that is definitely a trend. Uh, I hope to see. Much more of. Yeah, you gotta you gotta love crossplay. You gotta love cross crossplay. I'm into that. So I mean, but so so kind of cycling back, like the, those those games at least have a little bit more of a if, uh, other players are bad thing. I think uh, I think it gets weird when when it's a little more ambiguous as well. So, um, but but even even Rockstar like Rockstar has dabbled with this. Like they have at least in in two of their games taken a stance on like trying to find a place for players that don't want to you know fight. You know what I mean? Um, I remember. I think some of the the dumbest grief shit we ever got into was was Red Dead Online, and I think I, I've mentioned that briefly here before, where there's like there's like achievements for staying alive as a most wanted person in Red Dead, and like you know. You're talking about Red Dead One, right? Talking about Red Dead One. So like there there was just they they did a lot to kind of mash those players together and then they were like oh god our spawn system in this is some sort of fucking evil abomination where anybody with a sniper rifle can like shoot you scan the horizon wait for your nameplate to pop up and shoot you a fucking gen forever until you quit like there was a lot of that um I remember Red Sounds Dead fun. it was it was it was a garbage salad I mean it's fun if you're doing it <laughs> like don't get me wrong like uh like it, it just became this weird um. It's like getting uh like like juggle comboed in a fighting game where you're just kind of sitting there and waiting for somebody else to make a mistake. So like you'd get shot like six or seven times and then that guy would like fuck up his shot and then you shoot him and then you start scanning for him and, and doing the same thing. It was um it was pointless, but they did put out a uh a no PVP server for Red Dead Online. Um and I remember trying that out because I was like, man, this is you know it, it's kind of it's kind of old at trying to get anything done in this world and just getting tagged with a long range weapon. Or like, like just being harassed. Uh, and I don't mean like like uh, harassed as in you know like I, I I was sobbing. That only happens sometimes. I mean like just somebody's just following you and, and trying to fight you. Um, so they put this out, and I remember playing this, and I was like, okay, well maybe this would be cool because you know people can't shoot you. And then uh, someone just used the dynamite gun to blow up my horse while I was riding it because that's technically not killing me. So that's, I'm not that's... sure. 
that for example that seems like you know something where maybe the uh where maybe like the game design uh, there's just like an, an oversight right like because that is very clearly a way to grieve somebody you know if, oh, if yeah. that counts as without attacking you maybe that that seems like actually like something where where like the developer could have could have done that a little bit differently. I mean, I think I think Rockstar has been trying to solve this stuff for a while. The problem is they can't get to their keyboards under these piles of cash. You know, they have people like trying to sweep them out as fast as they can. They got like cash vacuums, but they just can't program the stuff to make it better cuz you know, they're digging they're digging hallways out to cash. It's like the clocks in the uh, in control. It's just like there's a whole wing of Rockstar that's just the cash. Well, you know, that's uh, more, more power to them and their cash. More power to them and their cash. But there's other games that have this mechanic. So, so we're we're kind of you see you see the uh, the little bit of evolution we're going to shifting away from PvP where people could just kind of you know I guess the worst you could do is teabag or spawn camp or you know talk shit into the mic. Uh, bonus points to um, uh, Splinter Cell on the Xbox before party chat was a thing where. You could grab someone as a, as a spy and just say whatever you wanted directly to them on the opposite team. That Whoever thought of that is a sadistic motherfucker. <laughs> In the same vein, how about Tom Clancy's The Division? The Dark Zone? The Dark Zone, Marcel. Tell me about your adventures in The Dark Zone. Yeah, The Dark Zone is also... it's um, so, so earlier I said you like that a... A big triple A game to use a term that Richard is absolutely and madly in love with. Triple uh, A, hate it. You know, like those those big games that that have to sell millions of copies you know, to 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 recoup their immense costs. Um, as I said, like they usually you know try to cater to a a large or more mainstream ish audience. And uh, it was very interesting that for for Division, um, it, it at least initially for the first one, it was almost purely you know PVE. All of that stuff is co-op, you know, it's always like us guys together versus the bad uh, NPCs, except for the the Dark Zone. Yeah. Which was, like, again, like, also this encouraging, like, this hardcore play style of, okay, you and a bunch of friends, you go into the Dark Zone, um, you kill you kill powerful enemies, you grab their loot, and then if you want to get that loot out, you know, you go to a place um, where essentially you call in a helicopter to evacuate your, you know, uh, I think like the, the story thing was obviously you know it was contaminated, mm-hmm. the loot. So you called in a helicopter that would you know take it out of there and uh, decontaminate decontaminate it, uh, so you could use it afterwards. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, calling in that helicopter you know is very prominently for everybody in the maps. Like whoa, those guys over there they got some sweet ass loot and they're they're waiting for the evac right now. And they just got done with a fight. And of course, you know, like I think other other people could also use the helicopter, right? So essentially. As your helicopter swoops in, I could just come in at like 10 seconds before, kill you, grab your loot, put it on the helicopter and be like, yep, that's my stuff. Please decontaminate for me, GG. Uh, which is something that they they did something a little different in 2, right? Because uh, of my embarrassing my embarrassing uh, open mic uh, situation in 2. Uh, remind me again, what did you do? Uh, we went to the dark zone in 2. And, I remember uh, we went there one evening, but I can't remember what happened exactly. We, we went there, we got loot, we were get, we called in the helicopter, we are going to put it up, and some other dude rolls up, and I did not know that the mics were open or that people had to initiate the PvP into. Okay. Uh, so I just uh, shot a stranger. It didn't hurt him, because we hadn't initiated PvP, and I said, oh, there's a fucking guy who's trying to steal our stuff. I didn't know that the mic was on. And then 
when he just put his stuff on another one of the loot hooks without stealing ours, because apparently that's also a thing. Um, I just apologized to him a bunch, because uh, I thought I was talking to you. And then over the mic, he goes, yeah, it's all right, man, don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, God damn it, he heard all of that. So, open mics. I think, random stranger in the I, yeah, zone? I feel like the open mic griefed me there. I feel like, uh, like, yeah, I got bopped on. So, I mean... But yeah, that, that is, you know, that is, for example, a, a very... It feels like it's one of the rare cases where a, a mainstream big triple A, to Ugh. use your favorite term, Richard, Ugh. besides clunky, of course, um, game, you know, tries to um, offer a variety of experiences where most of it is, you know, like it's it's co-op, which tends to be, you know, a a pretty safe bet as far as online encounters go of course you know people can always be be assholes in the chats but you're just f- purely from the gameplay you you work together everybody gets your own loot you know that that is like a fairly fairly safe environment to play together but like even then like that seeing seeing a game like that say okay but we also want to offer a like the hardcore experience like the risk versus reward like you can get in there you can get some of the best loot in this situation but also you have to you know contend with the fact that at any moment another player who might have even better stuff than you comes in fucks you over and steals all your stuff that is kind of rare it feels like you know? yeah and especially the fact that like uh, for division 1 that was like the only pvp component right so it was it didn't have any of the like yeah. the usual safe stuff of okay you can you can you know play together uh with friends you know just team deathmatch or something it was always just like everybody can fuck you over and i think like you know even the people within even the people within your group can can fuck you over and can go rogue on you, right? That's yes, uh, they can. Um, that's that's actually a question that I wanted to ask you because you, you you stumbled right upon it. So like we do see sometimes that um, that uh, that that kind of comes up. It's like, well, I don't want to I don't want to grieve people, but I do want I love PvP. Um, how much do you think like a- additional? Yeah, okay. So I mean, how much do you think additional uh, PvP modes? stop the kind of griefing thing because i do think there's a line uh, but i wanted to hear your take on that so like sea of thieves recently added it's or, or recently updated its arena mode which is its dedicated pvp uh division 2 has dedicated pvp um i just think it's like different player mindsets yeah like so so, so you do think there are like if, a i think if you thrive on fucking other players over and trying to ruin their evening then that is that is the experience you're looking for yeah um which is always weird to me. Like I never got much enjoyment out of that. Like you know, I I have I absolutely enjoy. Like you know, if if I play like a normal traditional um, competitive game like League of Legends, like Valorant, yeah, it is you know it it is is it is sweet you know like nectar from the gods to see people rage in the chat and tell me to go fuck myself because I'm I'm steamrolling them. Yeah, they I love signed that. up. You know, I I love like ruining ruining my you know opponent's day in in a fair matchup. I never really saw the point or like got anything out of hey there's a guy like 20 levels below me I'm just going to go and go over and kill that guy like that also because you know as I said like my mind is wired in a way where like I I want to have like your know, progression or rewards or something mm-hmm. and like in a lot of these games um just fucking somebody over for the sake of it like doesn't give you anything so literally there is no point in it in doing that for me because a I ruined that guy's enjoyment of the game and b I don't even get anything for it yeah, but there seems to be you know a, a a sizable player base or like a sizable group of of online gamers who absolutely thrive on the fact that they are ruining somebody else's enjoyment of the game. And they, you know, again, it's that thing of like, look, we're 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 super hardcore, like we're playing a a manly man's game. That's that that is true. Uh, there there have been 
um, things that really really lean into this. Uh, I think um, recent uh, semi popular example would be Escape from Tarkov, which is maybe not built on griefing per se, but built on the the stakes of PvP and kind of like that uh, that that um, deceptionally, you know, like uh, like you can run into people that are over leveled and they are not there to help and they won't just kind of leave you alone and they they might go out of their way to to um, kill lower level players or just people that are out in the open because it's kind of a, a, a free thing. Um, but you, you do see the, the interesting thing to me here is like watching developers try to take this, this, this desire, you know, this, this urgent players and, and, and some of the different ways they, they end up dealing with it. Um, I think uh, you'll experience one of the, the uh, more iconic um entries into this when you're when you're going to try to get into the soul series later on right i mean i was gonna you know i i wanted to give you a chance to bring it up yourself and if yeah. you didn't i would have at some point asked you know where where what i have to assume is one of your favorite gaming series um yeah yeah i'd say it's up there it's really good you know where where the where the souls fall uh, I, you know when, when we say souls obviously it's a variety of genres uh, so yeah. a variety of games yeah but like uh, just stick with the most iconic ones. You know, where does like Dark Souls fall on that? On you know, on on that gradient for you when it comes to like the, with the invasions and stuff like that. I'm I'm not sure why, because like because like honestly, like like I was saying, like uh, that, that kind of dawned on me when I was talking about the Sea of Thieves thing. Like how hey, this hasn't happened to me, but I bet uh, this would this would piss me off if we got hit up in Sea of Thieves. I think um, I think there is definitely some weird griefy shit going on in 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 the Souls games. Um, aside from just invasions, so like uh, one one of the things that that's interesting about about invading in Souls is that is that as the series progressed, it quickly became like like a a pretty big disadvantage to to be a regular ass invader. Um, in the in the in in Demon Souls, it was just like you you you'd invade as your red, you'd have the advantage because enemies wouldn't attack you, right? So like you could just kind of you know roll back into the enemies. You had limited healing items. Um, and, uh, that was, that was kind of at your disadvantage. So invading became this kind of like, like from the beginning, it seemed like they were balancing it to be a, a, a thing. Like it was, it, 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 uh, could be exploited cause you'd have, um, you'd have people that would, that would know where the, the high hitting weapons were that you could use at a lower level. So they would, they would just go, uh, go through and like grab, you know, the, the dragon sword, and then you know, hey, I'm only still level three, so I'm just gonna go blank up a bunch of noob people. And um, that was that was a bit a bit of a problem. But uh, overall, I think I think Dark Souls kind of like does its thing where it's like y- you're gonna die, you're gonna lose a lot of souls. Um, the more that happens, like once you get over that hump as as a player of like, man, I'm I'm just gonna lose a bunch of souls. Um, and it's rarely like an entire night's worth of work. Like that's the, that's another thing with Sea of Thieves is like you can lose two three hours of work. I think in Souls you're 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 dying at such a pace that that I don't feel like I, I feel like I've definitely gotten punched in the gut by the amount of souls that I've lost. But like uh, with co-op uh, that came later and like the ability to like help other people, like um, you don't feel quite as there's al- there's always fresh souls. They're easy to get and they're easy to get risk free. So. Like it never seemed like the hugest loss, and I think uh, 
I think aside from that that stupid shit where like people go out of their way to to grief at that point, like that that that's that's where I think the line is being drawn is like yeah, there are things to to do in a PvP setting, and then there are things to just kind of deliberately get a rise out of people, and that would be making a low level character and going to fuck some new kid up. But like there the 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 story's kind of shifted to where it was like all right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a single red phantom. I'm gonna invade this person's world. They've got two co-op partners. They used a there there was later a hilarious item that turns the uh, enemies in the level against the invaders, which which is really funny when you see them like hiding behind like three or four burly fucking death knights, and then you're like, ah, oh, fuck you. They, they hate you now too. Um, so like like going through and getting a successful invasion actually became something that people would rally behind. They'd be like, wow, that was that must have been really hard because, you know, there's people running around uh, as, as gank squads and shit like that. Um, and they've... They've done a lot to kind of keep that weirdly fresh. Like uh, I think it was Dark Souls One that had a a um, you know they have the the different kinds of con- co- covenants you can join. Covenants. Yeah. So like they they quickly introduce like straight up just PvP right style covenants. It's like come come fight. Uh, this is the way you progress this. Um, this is the way. This is the way. They they uh, they try to, but I don't think as as successfully. They tried to put in a lot of covenants that would be based around helping other players. So if they get invaded, you get drawn into their world to help them. Uh, one of the more interesting ones was just like a covenant that made everybody else's world more difficult, but hid um, portals to your world in theirs. So like in order to like turn down the difficulty again, they'd have to invade you to kill you. So they they they've done a lot of interesting stuff with that. I think they've they've actually almost come up short a lot with it. Like I I don't know if I was telling you guys about the purple the purple phantoms in Dark Souls three where you get an item for um you get an item for killing a player. That's either the player that you've been summoned to technically help because you can also kill bad guys. So like you can wait for them to get invaded and kill that, or you have to kill them. So they they tried to play the whole wild card thing, and they 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 were always trying new stuff until they got to Sekiro and just said fuck it, I don't want to do any multiplayer anymore. But um, that's I think that's probably one of the closest I felt where I never really felt like I was getting griefed. I mean, a couple times, uh, like in in Demon Souls, there's equipment that uh just there's gear that ruins other people's armor and equipment, like your durability. It just fucks it up until it's broken. And uh, you, you'd see a few players catch wind of that and be like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna fucking just log into the guy's thing. I'm not going to do any damage to him. I'm just going to ruin his armor and then jump off a cliff or something. Um, so there's definitely some griefy shit there that they could have probably plugged up if they were being a little smarter. But they, they, they seem to be like the first ones in the game really trying to... Like one of the early ones. I wouldn't. I don't want to say the first. They were. They. They were the ones really trying to um, address this in a way. Like, all right, these people. Like, like narratively, they're like, all right, these are these are people that absolutely feed on misery. Um, even straight through to gameplay, where it was trying to shift the mechanics and into making people feel like an invasion could be fun or could be a fighting chance. Some of my favorite videos is like people. Uh, there's a uh, spell that just it's like prop hunt. It just turns you into a random level prop. So it'd be like people like popping in and out of that and like hitting dudes and then running away and turning into a, like a fucking candelabra or something. Like there's a, there's a lot of interesting, weird, fun ways to fuck with it that I thought was kind of fun. But you'll find out because you're going to play those games, yes? Which games are we talking about? I thought you were all up on board for Demon Souls. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. Good. Uh, good. Sounds scary. Good talk, though. <laughs> 
No, I'm, I'm, I really hope that um, maybe with Elden Ring, because obviously, you know, I'm attracted by uh, Mr. Martin, like, you know, now that I've consigned myself to the fact that I will never ever in my life probably, uh, or in his life, read a new book from that gentleman, because mm -hmm. he will never fucking finish a book. He will um, not. He's griefing you. He is essentially griefing me, yes. You know, like, so maybe, uh, maybe you know, like, I'll, I'll play that game. I'm, I'm very curious to see what it's like. Um, but yeah, here, so here's the thing I've been wondering about, you know, as, as, I, as I listened, and, or, sorry, I should say, as I pretended to listen yeah, to you yeah, talk. as you slept through. And dreamt of the Avengers. Mm. Um, which one feels worse and why? So as you said, you know, like, um, in Sea of Thieves, um, somebody, you know, can, 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 at the end of the evening, come and, and essentially take all of your day's work, right? Like, you know, he yeah. can take all the treasure, he just sinks your ship, he kills you, whatever. Yeah. But is that worse? Or, it, it, because, you know, like, uh, yes, he would take everything from you, but at the same time, there is not really anything to it, you know? It's just, like, cosmetic shit. Or would it feel worse to you in, in something like, like Dark Souls or so, you know, where he takes the souls from you which actually have like a point in the gameplay you know where you can you, know, you can you can level up you can you can upgrade stuff so that that was what i was wondering about yeah is is it worse like um with the risk uh, and re reward thing like um are you are you more willing to accept the risks if actually the rewards are worthwhile which at least to me they are not at all like in sea of thieves like in sea of thieves i get super super annoyed when you know when we lose our treasure and then I get even more annoyed when I think about it and uh, about the fact that I am annoyed because I think, to, why, why do I even care? Like this shit yeah, is right. all bullshit, anyways. You know, I, I'm not getting anything. I already look like a fresh and suave uh, Napoleon Bonaparte wannabe of the seas. Yeah. And um, I got a, I got a dope cat. Like you know, what the fuck am I even doing with all this stuff? So that's that's like I, f I find like the the whole thought process or the psychology be behind like the risk and reward thing fascinating because I I cannot for myself agree with myself uh, you know which yeah, one yeah. i i consider to be worse like is it um, i lose everything but it's pointless stuff or i lose a little bit of stuff but that was valuable you know that was stuff that you know maybe had been like my next level up or some shit i mean it's it's pretty it's pretty rare like like the thing the thing the, the, the difference between oh, the two rare i see what uh, you did there very nice oh shit give it up um i i think the difference is in 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 the souls games there are a ways to mitigate that loss um, so like if you, you get a message when you're being invaded, like it's never a surprise. Uh, and when that happens, you can just kind of like run back to the last bonfire you saved at. And then you're like, all right, I'm going to die. I'm going to just get it. Like if I die, I wake up, walk two feet, pick up my souls. And then I've just lost a little bit of level progress since my last, since my last bonfire. Uh, sometimes you'll get, you'll get popped out, uh, into, into a bad place. But like most of the time there's a way to get around it. Also getting back souls, if you're smart, like like unless you're unless you're at like the the end game where it's really just about trying to level up, um, in which case, yeah, you can you can lose a bit, but like um, you're not losing a significant amount of work. So so I think the idea that there are, are ways to kind of save it, um, whereas if you get if you get scuttled in Sea of Thieves, like there's no there's no real saving it. Yeah, sometimes you might get lucky enough to be playing with four players and be on a uh, on a life raft and have two people run to an island. But again, you're adding like an hour and a half onto your session to try and save like four or five chests and something like like I don't know. I I, I think uh, I think 
if we were gonna you know put a put a thesis on it right like what we're what we're getting to is that that griefing is when you're using game mechanics to fuck with somebody past its intention right so it's it's blowing. That, that's that sound. You you sound you start to sound like a lawyer, my friend. I am. See, um, my client fucked with them, but yes. only you know in a reasonable, you know, within reasonable limits of the game mechanics. So yeah. it's not griefing your honor. Well, because it's they doing play the game. It's doing my favorite thing. It's shifting the blame from from anonymous sea of assholes, which is the internet and 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 uh, and any kind of of player base, right? And putting it back onto developers, where it is it is their job. To find a way, if you want to be the hardcore game where you're saying our uh, the seas are dangerous and you can lose it all in a moment's notice, like they have to find a way to to reconcile that. There will be a group of players that are like, yeah, look, I don't really feel like uh, like dicking around in a fortress for two hours just to have somebody you know come by and poke me twice and I'm dead, or like just to have uh, uh you know even the funny ones. Man, I saw some dude who uh, some dude on Reddit who had who had he did all the uh, he did all the the tall tales enough times to get the 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 curse that makes him look like a gold hoarder, you know, like it gives them the gold skin. The gold hoarders are where you turn in your loot in Sea of Thieves for those who haven't played it. Uh, and he would just get well, the one of, one of the like, one of them, yeah. Like, it's, it's one of the covenants of pirates. Right. So so he he got uh, he got the curse that made him look like that, and he got the outfit, and he would just stand outside the gold hoarder's tent and then do an emote, which hides your nameplate. So, like, dudes would come in to turn in their chest, and he'd just, like, shoot them with a shotgun and then turn it in right there at the tent that he was standing at. Like, uh, like that's pretty fucking funny. But, again, you know, like, you, you, as, a, as a developer, you have to you have to realize that you're kind of encouraging that sort of thing and be okay with that and uh, communicate that correctly to your audience and then also be either okay with... Uh, with a large part of that audience being like, I mean, like I know I absolutely know people that will not play a Dark Souls game because of the invasions, and I'm trying to tell them that that is the most trivial. Like it, it is, yeah, your your heart rate goes up the first time you get invaded, and you're like, oh my god, that guy, you know, he's, he might kill me, he might not kill me. Like that's very exciting, but it is such a small part of that game comparatively. Like to see people get intimidated about it, so like there are chunks of that audience that are just not gonna want to do that, you know. And it's on you to either make that content better, or uh, or, or or live with it and be super fucking niche. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, no, I think I think I think losing uh personally I, I it hasn't happened to me yet, but I would say if we went through all of our well, I mean it kind of did. Like we went through um we did a fortress and then fucking died in a storm because we forgot to patch up our boat. That's fucking stupid on our part. But you know, like I would is, not say is, is that is that worse to you or not? So you know, for people who haven't listened to our past uh, episodes about this topic, yeah. We have we have several times lost a bit, you know, quite a bit actually, um, yeah. of in parentheses progress in Sea of Thieves. So we lost a lot of treasure um, to the game itself, to PVE, to storms, to to ghost ships. Uh, is that more or less frustrating to you to lose stuff to to PVE, to the environment, to NPCs than it is to human players? Or yes or no? Uh, it, well. I would say less than human players because that was our own fucking stupid, stupid stupidity. Like with with human players, it's like I find it a little harder to reconcile. Like like as our as our ship sank, we all were like, oh, we should have fucking patched up the second floor. We didn't do that. That's that's a simple failure that we made that we could have easily rectified. Um, with with a game that's I been out. I feel um yeah. maybe if you said instead of said we um yeah. 
you said you and the others excluding me that would maybe give the audience like a better idea of what happened right exactly everybody but marcel said the patch i was literally at the map marcel did not did not suggest to patch up the boat um or did he offer to help in any in any capacity so yeah that was that was a thing wow um holy fuck (laughs) so but yeah so like i'm saying yeah losing losing two human players at that point would be a little a little weirder in the sense that that was our second time playing that game like I don't get I, I I understand that it's a mechanic, but I don't uh, I don't get the um, like I'm not impressed with somebody that can just come on, come by and, and kill a bunch of new people. Uh, in their defense, there's not a lot of ways to tell that we're new people. I mean, somebody went out and got a bunch of skins for our ships, and uh, we were just doing normal content, and that is very clearly a part of the game. So, but yeah, like I would have been like, oh, okay, we just got like like for me. Uh, I guess the thrill of of learning to beat a a world and think about things logically, like oh yeah, we do have to repair this part of the ship specifically because even though we're not sinking now, if we get a lot of waves, say in a storm, they'll come in there. That's really neat. We should have learned that. We didn't. Haha. Next time. Uh, whereas like oh, I guess I gotta go like look up a fucking tutorial on how to quick scope and see of fucking thieves or. This is how people launch themselves off the side of a boat and then dolphin dive under and then they can jump into the ship and nobody can see like like that kind of shit really takes me out of of the uh, the kind of logical learning thing where I have to go like look up strats and shit like that. So that would have been more frustrated. Uh, also, I do I do feel like uh, like we were a little more at a low point um, at the end of that session than I have been in in even some of my most frustrating deaths in in Souls games. But that that could also be personal preference. It was it was quite quite devastating and heartbreaking indeed. Yes. So what have you? And I didn't feel like a pirate. I didn't feel like a pirate. No, I, I felt, felt like, like a dipshit. I felt like a frustrated player. <laughs> so I what... felt like a frustrated player who's ha- hanging out with dipshits. Frustrated captain of dipshits. The new the new Marcel album. So what have you learned today from our discussions on griefing, Marcel? Well, I thought mechanic. like the first the first thing we wanted to take away is that it's not griefing. Yes, it is un Marcelsman like conduct. Uh, you will well, get a penalty. Well, yeah, it's just uh, I don't. Do we? Do we just call it? I'm, like I'm always like I'm always worried if I say something like with hardcore that like it it sounds to the untrained ear as if we're talking about adult entertainment. No, no, go, yeah. we are not. Lean into that. So, um, you know, it's just like that. That you know, that that sweaty, that hardcore, that that hardcore experience i don't know i don't know what you want to call it It, uh, yeah it's not griefing to me because clearly in almost all the examples we just talked about big dark souls beat you know the stuff in in sea of thieves beat hunt it is obviously very much encouraged it is it is in many ways you know if you look at the marketing even of a lot of these games it is very much the core draw you know that they promote the game with this like hey at any moment, somebody way better than you who has played the game for 5,000 hours since launch because he has no life is going to come and fuck you over and take all your shit. And that is and, cool. And there is, there is an audience of people who go apeshit for that, who are specifically, because of a marketing promise like that, because yes, you know, a group of, of a burly hardcore man will come and fuck me over. They're into that. I um, agree. I, nothing says like like hardcore player skill as fighting new players with unevenly matched gear and and shooting them in the back because you know the the you've, you've been playing for so long. I think that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's really really like the mark of a badass. That is, honestly, that is like the funniest thing to me. Like that I, that I never <laughs> quite understood. Where like you know people are like 
you know, it's like, yeah, it's like this amazing hardcore experience or something like, but, you know, in a normal, in a normal multiplayer game, you are matched, ideally, Evenly, against yeah. people more or less of your skill level. Isn't that, like, you know, a, a more hardcore challenge than just going around uh, ganking a bunch of, of noobs? They, but they uh, don't. clearly to some yeah. people that is not it's always also super confusing to me when I see complaints about in Call of Duty so where people complain about skill based matchmaking because right. seemingly there is an audience out there who prefers not to have match made games where you know half the people are terrible and don't know which side of the gun to point at the enemy and the other are just you know like 360 no scope MLG players which is fucking weird to me like I, I cannot conceive why anybody would not want a match a, a skill based matchmaking where you know more or less you play against people of your skill level yes because I think I think it's sweatier, the same yeah but uh, I think it's the same audience I think I think it's, it's it's like the the emotion that we're tapping into is like there are definitely people that want to be so much better that they are absolutely like stomping someone, embarrassing them. They're body slamming an eighth grader through a picnic table, like, and you can't, you they, you can't do that if you're playing with people uh, of an equal skill, right? You have to, you have to be that much better. So I I I see the dark appeal of it. I think it's weird that it's attributed to being hardcore, and I think it's it's going to be interesting to look at because these games aren't going away. I mean, I, I want to see where the next Tarkovs go and where the next, you know, uh, entries in this, in this, in this, uh, no, uh, no non-forgiving genre sort of thing are going. Look, I, I've never thought I would, I would catch myself saying this, you yeah. know, as a Star Wars fan, but to me, this is not the way. No, not the way. It is not the way. <sighs> yeah, it, it, it really this is not for me at all. Like I've you know I've never played any of these games like Daisy <laughs> or Tarkov or or Rust or whatever. Like I always see these these clips online when they go viral of people who are doing terrible things, which and I think to myself, I don't know why anybody would do this. Like none yeah. of this appeals to me. It doesn't appeal to me, you know, to to waste my time ruining somebody's evening. Uh, it doesn't appeal to me even less so to, to have a bunch of assholes ruin my evening for me. Um, Unless it's so, yeah, my like, close friends. This is absolutely a you know a, a part of like the the gaming stratosphere that holds zero appeal to me, um, nothing at all. Um, you know, it happens. It I mean, happen. the same thing. The same thing. Maybe if the maybe if ever there was a game like this, you know, that got like super super amazing CGI trailers that was super hyped <laughs> or something, maybe I would be interested. You know, yeah. just for the hype. Yeah. But no, like really, this is like this is like something that I. There's nothing in there for me. Like you know, I appreciate. I, I like that 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 other people enjoy it. I like that these games exist to maybe you know, like even if it's just a, a tiny percentage to siphon a tiny percentage of the potential asshole players away from the games that I want to play. That's great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for biting the bullet on those guys. Thank you. But yeah, it it really is nothing that in any way, shape, or form appeals to me. Like and, and that's already the fact that I play something like Sea of Thieves is is very very unusual for me and i would be super happy you know to to play sea of thieves if it had zero um pvp or whatever you know if it was just all like cloistered away in the arena mode like if in the normal adventure mode if there was no pvp i would be super fine with that you know because don't don't say I, that i, I on like the Reddit, my, i like no. my pvp to be structured i like my pvp to have a clear objectives to win i like my pvp ideally to where you can make progress have rankings whatever stats i'm a stats whore so you know that's that's my world honorable all right, we have done enough old man shaking fist at clouds. Bring us home, Marcel. Are we? Isn't it like isn't it like the old man who old people who are into that because you know back in the day that's that's what things were like. <laughs> back in my day, you got ganked. 
that's just what happened. I mean, at least for MMOs. So like, I mean, obviously yeah. the MMO, the MMO, you know, to start things was Ultima Online, which was very much, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna take your stuff. Fucking Unless, hell. of course, you, your name is Richard Garrett, and then if I gank you, I get banned from the game forever. No one kills Lord British except for that one guy. And he probably rues it to his day. No, I don't think. I think he felt pretty fucking amazing about, about killing Lord You think Lord that's British. his blood around Garriott's neck? <laughs> it could actually fucking be if you think about it. <laughs> Alrighty. But yeah, um, that was interesting. Um, it kind of feels like we're on the same page here. I'm not quite sure because, you yeah. know, on the one hand, it feels like you enjoy some hardcore shit like Dark Souls, which, you know, is, is also not really for me. But, um, yeah, I hope the audience took some learnings away from this and just sticks to normal fucking games, you know, with <laughs> normal, polite, constructive, friendly, helpful communities like, say, League of Legends or Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. I hope they tell um, us what they think of this. Oh, I'm sure they will in global chat. Oh, no. But yeah, you know, as always, if you have any thoughts about this or anything else, or if there's something you would like to talk us discuss, like to talk us discuss, fucking hell. If there's something you would like to hear us talk about or discuss for your entertainment and pleasure, please do send us an email to projectilelunchcast at gmail.com. You can, of course, as always, constructively, without any griefing or toxicity, talk to Richard on Twitter at... Uh, yeah, it's the same Twitter I always had. Uh, it's at HunterTheRetconning. Um, we are going to figure out this conspiracy together. Marcel seems to remember uh, three of the same games coming out, I guess. Uh, so help us prove that 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 he is a, a, a history griefer by uh, hitting me up on Twitter and pointing out that these games are clearly fucking sequels to each other. You know, I gotta say, like, I really, really appreciate your inventiveness when it comes to, like, your Twitter handles. And have you ever, like... Consider doing something like you know, like a poetry slam or a rap battle or shit. I I poetry slam every morning. That's how I get out of bed. My life's a poetry slam. I am the rap battle. Cool, because I used to spend a lot of years with rat battles back when I had them as pets, and <laughs> I had I had I had the scratches and you know the scratch marks to prove it. <laughs> yeah, as always, if you want to talk to me, you can do so at com underscore raven on Twitter. I'm delighted to hear your thoughts or talk about the latest video game rumors. And God knows there's a lot of bullshit flying around these days. Um, also, if you want to you know, spend some more time with us and maybe even play a game one of these days, just hit me up for an invite to our Discord channel. It's very small and exclusive. There's mostly cool people and Richard and Bastian there also. Yeah. And yeah, um, we hope you had fun. Uh, please stay at home. Stay safe, as hey, always. Hey, and Mar we... hey Marcel. Hey. hey, yeah. We haven't talked about Todd Howard. What's up with that, Richard? Marcel... I played Fallout 76 recently. Again, That's somehow. That's true, I was there. Do you think Todd Howard is fucking griefing me? No. Why would he? You had a great time from everything I observed in the voice chat. I mean, yes, you spend a lot of time bitching about the menu and the keys and everything, but you seem to have a great time otherwise. Uh, Todd bless. Todd bless. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Projectile Lunchcast. It's episode... I forgot. <laughs> we be old school. Yeah, old school. We be old school. Yeah, old school. Be getting that money for a girl, sweet honey. Got me some roses and a little bling. I knocked on her door, she said, what you waiting for? I heard you was looking for a...
a king. 